from Dawn Passage giving chase at shades of last year. Arkadimus from Dawn Passage, but Count the Rupee is descending on them quickly. And Count the Rupee takes the lead now in the gong of the 150. Nudges running home to second. And then came Yamazaki. But it's a local victory. Count the Rupee for Brock Ryan. Won it by two lengths to none. G'day listeners, welcome to Group 1 Racing Season. I can finally mention that again as we head into the Group 1 Wait for Age Wink Stakes Weekend at Ramwick. Uh, really looking forward to this weekend's racing, mate. Super excited about it. And I'm joined once again by a good friend of mine, Bryce Parker. How's things up in Queensland, mate? Hey, mate. Thanks for having me. Yeah, good. Thanks, brother. And uh, very excited as well. It's felt like a while of waiting and um, a really good roster this weekend. So... I'm excited to hear your thoughts, mate. And um, I know there's some cracking races, some good horses on return. And I think the question of the week weekend, mate, will be uh, who's fit, who's fit, and who's not. So we'll soon find out. But um, nevertheless, some really good races coming up. Uh, how was your weekend with the punting club? Weekend was fantastic for the punters club, mate. Uh, I can confirm that I, I sank plenty of beers, and I don't remember a fair few of the later races in the day, but. Um... Unfortunately, we had a few seconds on the on the club, but anyway, it was a really good day, and um, yeah, really grateful for all the people that got on board that punters club there at Kembla Grange. Uh, we had seventy five members, so one or two more yeah. winners would have been would have been nice. But um, I think everyone had a great day, and and, and certainly kept the, uh, the bar staff working hard. So, look, uh, the exciting part about this weekend, mate, it's going back to Randwick. I feel um, Rosa was a little bit disappointing last weekend. I thought, uh, you know, very very frustrating, and as you just mentioned before, Frumos's performance. Um, did you have any good winners over the weekend, mate? How did you fare? Yeah, it's a bit of a tough one, my end, mate. I think I ran um, six or seven seconds in my tips. Uh, and, um, and then had the couple. Iron Benet was really exciting. From position it was in was was awesome. So that's an exciting horse. We see that form coming extremely lucky on the weekend. But overall, mate, um, I mean, I had a good good dabble on Frumos. And the thing with track bias is, you know, if you can pick it up, that's that's good and, and betting on the day. But for me, myself, mate, I love an early price. So I've got things locked in uh, well and truly early because 90% of the time my prices go. So a little bit disappointing. And even when you're trying to pick the leaders, everyone starts going for the lead and you don't know what's going on. So it gets a little bit messy. Um, but look, it happens and, and we get over to Randwick. So I'm looking forward to that, mate. And um, yeah, as I said, some really good races happening. How do you reckon the track's going to play on the weekend? Oh, I think the track's going to be fantastic on Saturday. Obviously, currently a soft six and, uh, you know, we've got not much rain up until race day. So, we'll be in that soft five, good four range. That would be ideal for us. But, um, yeah, I think it's going to play awesome on Saturday at Ramwick. And I think we'll see winners down the outside, winners down the middle and then leaders having a good day as well. I think it'll be best horses winning. So, look, really, really excited about that, mate. And uh, on that note, I think we get into it. There's five, five group races at Ramwick there. So, super excited about that. Um, I've got one for us in race two, mate. 2,400-metre Gold Coast Turf Club. I'm pretty confident you know who I'm going to back once again, which could be uh, a frustrating thing for myself. But um, on Felicity, gee, she's been unlucky in both her runs. And, and I know that, uh, you know, what went against her on Saturday was the, the track bias, as we just spoke about, because every runner wanted to stay inside in lanes one to three because he couldn't win down the outside on the travel later. So, uh, look, I think if she can handle a seven-day backup, she's probably here getting out to a trip that I think really suits her. I think she's a definite staying type. 
And I think that we just haven't seen the best of it yet. So fourth up out of 2,400. Hopefully a bit of luck this time. Willie Pike, no excuses from the barrier there, parking behind the speed. And, yeah, look, I just think that, you know, even the, the first race she competed in the midway where she won, that final's been franked many times with a lot of winners out of that race. So, mate, I'd love to see Mont Felicity win because it's uh, been a frustrating campaign, but we'll see how we go there. Did you have any thoughts on that race? No, I, I agree, and it was a tricky watch. And I think it would probably be fighting out the finish with Strawberry Rock. I know the mayor used to stable with their stay as a, a pretty damn good um, J-Mac on and a dry track. So I think I'm going to Quinella them. Um, but, look, Mont Felicity, I knew, I knew you were going to tip it, and I see every reason for you too, mate, because stick with a horse that you think is building up to something. Otherwise, you jump off and you go, ah, oh, bugger, I should have stuck with it. And uh, it's really knocking on the door. Pikey from Barrier 2 got to be going mighty close with any even luck. Yeah, 100%. And I've always seen Monfalicity as a future stayer getting out of these 2,500-meter trips. So, um, look, I'm, I'm always happy to jump off a horse that I feel had every chance, but I feel like she hasn't had that chance in the last two runs and she's done everything she can. Um, so, happy to side with her again. And as you said, the Ma Eustace um, team of runners here will be hard to beat. So, they're the dangers. Uh, race three, mate. Uh, I think we both like one in this race. It'd be interesting to see if we land on the same one. But, um it's the Midway Benchmark 72 over 1,600 metres. Who do you like here? Yeah, and interesting. Badusha's kind of hit a bit of a um, bit of a comeback. I know it's take, took a long time to, to win again. Uh, I'm not with it this time, but it, it's good to see it somewhat finding form again. I, I was really keen on Scorched Land at the 15s, and it's already in half its price because you go have a look at its last start, mate. They gapped third by six lengths. They got nabbed on the line, but uh, in at 54 kilograms. So last start, it was lugging 61.5. It launches from a nice draw. Um, and I just think that drastic weight drop and uh, the perfect map there with Tommy Sherry aboard. I, I could just see it running well in this race, mate. The market agrees. Um, the 15s is well and truly gone. And I know I've stuck with it, but Bellespoir, it was on a day where it was just impossible for it to win. Mighty impossible. And... Um, it was given nothing towards the end of the race. But look, oh, this horse has a booming turn of foot when things go right. I know barrier 18, but if the track's playing fair and a bit better, I genuinely think it's got the turn of foot to beat these. Um, forget last run. It was, just, it was never a hope. Um, but as I said, mate, two starts back, it was flying through the line in this identical race. So any even luck from the draw, Bellespoir needs another chance. $14. Um, so I'm with Bellespoir, and I'll also be taking Scorchland each way. I'll scorch, yeah, and it's already, yeah, it's already been smacked in price. So probably getting into its right price now, mate, but they're the two I'm keen on. Uh, anything you've got in this one? Yeah, just as I loaded that race up, mate, I caught the uh, the red flashing symbols there under Scorch Land. Getting absolutely hammered in this afternoon. Um, it was a lot uh, more of a price when I looked at it a bit earlier today, but um, I'm keen on number seven, Bella Violet. Uh, Hugh, Hugh Bowman goes the ball for John Thompson. I just thought she was really good there first up at Kemble Grange. Obviously, um, probably jumped jumped slow and, and settled last. I think that was a bit of a tactic by the team. They flew home down the outside and, and got within a length of winning the race, but I just thought it was a fantastic return. Um, and I think she's a miler. So, you know, getting out of the 1,600-metre second up really suits her here. Um, as does the firm deck. I'm a little bit concerned about Barrier 1. I don't want to be in Barrier 1. If it was Rose Hill, sweet as we're on, but Ramwick, 
um, in a high tempo midway. If he if he manages to get a four back defence, we might be in a little bit of trouble. But I think she's going to be really strong home here. I think she's one of them progressive types that's probably going to peak this preparation. And you look at her record, 12 top three finishes in 20 starts, and she's had three wins out of six over the mile. So $12.360 with Hugh Bowman aboard, Bella Violet. I'm pretty keen on her chances, and I'll be having a bit of a, an each-way play there on Saturday, mate. Sounds good, mate. Let's hope you don't get frumosed. <laughs> yeah, hopefully Huey Bowman. Um, well, Huey Bowman might be a little bit different there around. We can look, in all seriousness, we can all see what he was trying to do. It was definitely the place to be. And if the gap came for him, it would have worked out. But um, I did have a little bit of money there on Saturday as well. So I'm probably talking out of my pocket there with a bit of frustration. But uh, we'll move forward, mate. Race six is the Premier's Cup over 2,000 metres. It's a Group 3 race and you've got a winner for us. It's, yeah, it's, this is a really good race. Skyman will come out, won well today, uh, beating Crosstalk. So, look, you go have a look at the last time Durston ran over this trip on a good track and it beat Mankayan. And it carried 62 kilograms that, that day and it gets in here with 53 kilograms. So, before the market's open, I was doing my form. I'd have marked about $5, mate, off, off that. Mankayan goes around uh, on the day as well. I think it's $4. So, I don't know why it's $23. It's, it's got a bit of a sticky draw. Might need one more run, but look at its second up record. Two wins and a second placing from three goes and uh, dropping eight kilograms. Man, Kane would be a decent chance in this race. So I think Durson should be more than half its price. Um, that's way over the odds in this race. So I was keen to be with that one each way, mate. But I'm also going to save on Yee because it ripped home. It's a good horse. I know you're a fan of it as well. Jay Ford sticks. And I just thought it was going much, much better than Lauded Moore um, to the line. And price-wise, I can't see why it's nearly three times the price. Lauded Moore's got the picket fence, but I think Yee's abs was making good ground off it. And uh, I think it's got its measure over the 2,000. Have you got anything in this one? Very tricky race, mate. I thought there was a couple of winning chances and uh, wasn't too keen to dive into one. And 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 reason being, I was keen on Grove Ferry last start at the 20 bucks. And now we're getting eight this time around. Um, probably better suited once again, but I'm not going to dive into the $8 about Grove Ferry. I think Yee Yee can win, like you just mentioned. I think um, Yee Yee's caught me off guard a little bit. You know, a few times I've, I've sort of bucked him at the 1600 metre journey and he's, he's probably been crying out for 2,000. That's what he gets here, but... Um, nah, not one for me in this race, mate. I think it's just too open for mine, so I'll, I'll leave my chips out of that one. Yeah, fair enough. Moving forward to race seven, which is the Toy Show Quality Group 3 race, Phillies and Mares. Um, I've got two here that I want to back, and those being, obviously, um, Jarmaya is a fan favourite of mine, but look, she she needs fast tempo races and firm tracks, and she's going to get that here, I believe. Soft five will be fine for her, but if we get under a good four, that's absolutely ideal. She's just an absolute sit and sprint, rip and tear down the outside lane or rip and tear late over races. She's just got that sharp turn of foot. I'll still stick by my word that I think she's the fastest, at least four-year-old mare in the country, and, and I know there's a couple of older ones here, but I think she's one of the fastest mares in the country, and she draws absolutely ideally. Barrier six, Tommy Berry aboard. Um, he'll he'll probably no doubt, I think, this time around, keep her at least two off the fence and not go to the fence like that happened on the Magic Millions day. But, um, look, she'll get her chance off this hot tempo. And I think she's trialling better this time around than she ever has. I think the stable think the same thing. So, Jarmay is a good enough price for mine at the six fifty and two dollars twenty. Albeit, she's up against some some older horses here. And then the other one I had to save on, mate, was Smyrna because I was keen on her 
you know, first up and, and I was really keen on her actually and things went wrong there and I got no doubt they were trying to come into this race here second up. So they've missed a race um, and now we're getting double the price though out of 14. So, you know, how forward is she? How ready is she? What draws she out? Barrier nine, not too bad. No weight. I think Smyrna is going to be, you know, run a big race at the 14 and 390. So I'm probably going to have two bets in the race, mate, both of those. I'm interested to hear what your thoughts are. Yeah, mate, you've pretty much uh, said exactly my thoughts on Jermaine. And you go have a look at last prep, second up. It was right behind Fangel and Espiona. What are they starting this race? And you spot on, it's a sitting sit rip home kind of horse. Um, I've got a soft spot, after, soft spot spot for it after that day where uh, we were both on at massive odds. Um, and if things fall into place for it, I think it's got the best turn of foot in this race. I really do. Dry track's the key. I think it just shouldn't have run on those heavy decks at the end of last year. But even still, it was only getting beaten four legs by hinged. So it's not like it was disgraced by any means. I'm weary, mate, of Bella Nipitina because the last time J-Mac rode, he demanded to ride it and it won with authority. So if J-Mac's hopping back aboard, even with that wide draw, I know he hasn't been on for a few steers. I think he might be saying to the stable, hey, get me on. Um, so I'm really weary of Bella Nipitina. Trialed and beat Star Patrol by two lengths. It's just that J-Mac on because I know he requested it last time and I have a feeling he has again. If it does race here, I'm really weary. And I had him for third, mate, Smirnova, as you said, for all those reasons. Has the right upside, gives this a shake. Um, I don't think Zapatero should be favourite. Yeah, and I think with Jarmayo, she's got such an incredible turn of foot for such a small, statured mare. And you look at the race here, you got Sky Command, you got a couple of boom Nova, some serious go-forward horses here. They're going to absolutely rip and tear her, mate. This is a really fast-run race, and, and the Ramwick straight's absolutely ideal for her. Um, in terms of Bella Nipotina, mate, I could never, ever back that horse ever again in my life because three starts ago, I had a quaddy going with five mates, and you'll see on the farm guide there, point two of a length beat Tricky Gal. We had second, third, fourth, and fifth, and we had Tricky Gal for $27,000. So J-Mac rode Bella Nipotina, sat three wide of the trip, and uh, somehow managed to hang on and pivot us on the line, and I've never... I've never left a lease club so deflated in my life. So, Bella Nibertina can go to the bin, mate. Jarmay art for me. <laughs> That's very fair. Yeah, very fair. Um, mate, the big one, Group 1, Wait for Age, Wink Stakes. Uh, the current favourite is obviously Animo, and uh, second favourite is out of the 650, Moanga. Um, you got any thoughts here before I rattle off who I'm backing? Well, I'm, and I'm not joking, mate. I've backed Animo. It's 16 career starts, seven wins, and I think I've backed it for the nine times it hasn't won. Uh, (laughs) Every single time I've backed Animo, it's lost. Um, And every time I've I've been with it, I've gone, the setup's perfect here, and it's it's gone under either it's been a bad track bias or it's ripping home late or it's just missed. Um, I was on in in the Cox Plate. I was on when it lost by a head to converge and then I was on when it was chasing overpass and then when it lost by a head to in the Congo. So, and then I jump off and it bolts in. So I don't know, mate, I'm leaving it. I think Animo is the best horse in the race, um, but yeah, I'm happy to sit and watch. What have you got? Yeah, I think I think Animo is the best suited horse in this race. And I think from barrier, barrier one, they have to push forward and try and get that fence spot behind the leaders, which I believe will be Profondo and Hinged. I just think that 
he's probably the one that can be sharp enough at the 1,400 metres while still, you know, progressing to his right trip further on. Um, the interesting thing to note is I remember last spring, and I'll be up there again on Saturday, Animo, for the first three races of the preparation last time around, was carrying on like an absolute pork chop in the mounting yard. He was kicking the fence. He was sweating up. He was doing absolutely silly things. He still raced well, um, didn't always win. But then fourth up last preparation, he paraded like, one of the best horses I've ever seen and did everything right. And he won by nine lengths or went out and bolted in over that 2000 meter trip. So I think there's a bit of a yard watch on him off the back of two trials. And I thought he tried quite well, but Jay Macbarry won. Um, if he can start well, I think he's going to be hard to beat. The other one, I think that can run a race here first up and probably better suited once again to a couple of those other runners. I think getting out in trip would have to be Moanga. Um, he's never tried well in his life, but he's trialing as well as he ever has right now. Uh, I know that Tommy, I think Tommy rode in his last trial. Yeah, that's correct. Tommy opted off and said that he feels excellent leading in. And he's just got a great first up record, you know, and um, goes all right to this trip trip and track. And, yeah, I think Moanga's probably ready to go in this race more so than a few others. And I'm happy to scrap the Forbidden Love race, mate. I think she's surely still feeling it from that missile stakes. And, yeah, I think Animo and Moanga are the two to beat, but it's a great race and I'm super excited to have Group 1 racing back in Sydney. Absolutely. You're going to round out the card for us here, mate, with um, a winner in race nine. Who do you like here? I have to be within secret, and I know it's getting off the heavy tracks, but this the change of gears for me is, you know, it's not quite Bay level, which we saw last night was insane, but I really like the change-up speed of in secret. A perfect draw, J-Mac aboard, just yeah, 55 kilograms. If it's within striking range, I want to be on it. My only knock is it's going to be on a dry track, so it's a bit of a different test. But you got to look at that race where it beat Golden Queen. There's some good form out of it, and it trialed really well. It was just trucking behind Swiss Exile. Uh, I just think it's the clear best horse in the race, and um, Willinger Beast is a bit of a danger for mine, but J-Mac aboard, I'm happy with that. I just think if it's within striking range, I think it'll be race over. It runs them down. You got anything for that one? I'm a little bit interested in seven bales at $17. Um, in saying that, this is an absolute super hot race, and there's plenty here that I, I can see winning the race. But seven bales for my mate. Um, look, if you look through last preparation, first up was absolutely excellent. Behind a horse called Conqueror, who everyone's got an opinion of now. Then had two heavy track runs where he was still able to win one of them. I mean, sorry, she was able to win one of them. And she's such a, a really big, strong filly. So... From a parade perspective, I was pretty keen on following her last time around. And you look through the trial form leading into this one, uh, 1.7 off in the Congo and Converge at Ramick in a 900 metre on soft and was excellent by King of Naples on synthetic. So, um, look, first up might be a little bit not not the right setup for her, but she's a horse I'm following and I just think she's the one that's probably the wrong price at the moment. So I don't mind seven vowels from an each-way perspective. Race 10, mate, uh, Darwin Turf Club, benchmark 78 over 1,200 metres. Who's taking out the last one for us? Yeah, and this is wide open. So Pizarro's it's got the talent, but it's getting tricky to catch. But I'm going to keep a close eye, mate, on Joe Lee. I've, I've always had good raps on this one, and I reckon back onto a dry deck's a huge tick. Uh, I, I don't have any problems with its form. Uh, drops two kilograms for running in the same grade here and it maps to absolute perfection from barrier four but I just think it's a bit more effective on top of the ground and it hasn't seen that for a while but four lengths off uh, Fangirl it beats Silhouette so 
It's um, I reckon back onto a dry surface, the market's missed it a bit. Eight dollars fifty cents is well and truly over the odds for mine, and um, that Ramwick record is both on soft tracks and is missed by half a length both times. So it's a really open race. Arbitration's right in the mix as well. Um, I like the upside about it. We're going to need a fair track. Likes to run hard to beat. So it's this is just dead set raffle, but. I do think Jai Lee's been a little bit missed by the market. I'd have it around $5 and Barry's one out of one aboard, maps to perfection. Mate, this is, a, I think, one of the toughest races on the program, and I'm not too keen to dive in. Uh, there is one horse that I think super, super over the odds, and go, and um, I've just mentioned his name, Super. I thought he was excellent there first up at Ramwick over the 1,000 metres, and I think he's better suited getting out in trip. But I saw the way that he ripped home in that um, race won by Mautai in pretty impressive style was, was excellent. Obviously, he was $91 horse there, but I know the rider hopped off that day and thought he was excellent and might improve this preparation. So I think Super off a hot tempo might be running home late and hopefully could jag a, a place at the $18. But, uh, mate, that's a race that I've got a lot of work to do on and and um, it's actually a really high-quality race. And what a what a meeting we got at Ramwick on Saturday. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, moving down to Mooney Valley, mate, your favourite track. We've got a soft six with the rail out five metres and, and rain incoming on race day. Um, I'm keen on one in race one, mate, Varvia from the Godolphin State with Damien Oliver aboard. I thought she was absolutely excellent first up, kicking off over the 955, and I think it was a proper pipe opener to get ready for 1,200 metres now. Um, she posted the fastest last six, four and 200 of that race, absolutely bolting home. Uh, out to 1,200 metres, a bit of fitness there, shapes to suit. And to be to be fair, I've loved all of her last four starts, and she's a horse that every time I watch her go around, I think, well, she's ready to go again, and she's consistent. Um, so I'm, I'm, you know, I'm confident she can run a big race here at 460. And I think this favourite with Damien Lane going aboard has had a thousand metre debut on a heavy track. Now comes the Mooney Valley on a 1200 metre trip. I think is a little bit under the odds. So I'm keen on Barbera at the four dollar sixty, mate. Did you like anyone in the first? I'm probably going to stay out. I, I agree with everything about what you said about Barbera. And, and then the, my only knock with it was the – and look, I was keen on winner takes the and Bistro in the race last weekend, and they both ran near it to last, both of them. So that was probably my only knock was that I was a little bit iffy about the form. But then again, mate, it was a day where you could pen a lot of runs. Um, Bistro just went real fast up front. So I'm a bit iffy about that form, but I absolutely agree. I think it's the best horse in the race. It's coming out of open company. So it's going to be hard to beat. It's already got an open win on its uh, resume. I couldn't catch Oliver with the biggest fishing rod in the world, mate, that um, I do think it's hard to beat. <laughs> he is very hard to catch at times, Damien Oliver, like a couple of other riders around around the country. Uh, race six, it's the Ramvet Benchmark 78 over 1,600 metres, and I feel like he might have a winner for us here. Yeah, and I'm, I, I respect the favourite in this. I really do, but... Zoltan really interests me here, and I know it's a sticky draw, but you go have a look through its form, mate. Two runs ago, it's second in a BM100 pint Edison. And then last prep, it uh, absolutely romped in at the Valley by two lengths. But before that, it was second to two blue. So I've got, I really like its form, and I like it back at the Valley. I just think this sets up really nicely. You know, one out of one at the track, and it was a huge win. If you look at the weights, it's uh, it's getting in at, at 59.5. And, uh, yeah, if you go through back last prep, it's uh, it's pretty well rated here, especially considering that Tuvalu run. So 
I know it's still got a bit to lug, but BM78, and it was in a BM100, two starts back and gave Edison a run. And um, even though Edison went off the boil, that horse has always had, had massive talent. So it's a really open race, but I just reckon ticking that Mooney Valley box is a big one, and a lot of these haven't. So I'm keen to be with that. Mayfair Spirit, hard to beat, hasn't seen the valley. Um, but yeah, big respect. But I think at the $10 mark, mate, Zoltan, up on the speed. Um, I reckon it just loves the track and, and I love its form. Yeah, it does have good form for a race like this. And I think last time I won that race at Mooney Valley about four or five starts ago, I was on board. So, um, yeah, it was a very impressive performance at Mooney Valley there last time, Zoltan. Race seven, you've got another winner for us again. It's the Chandler McLeod Handicap over 2,040 metres. The the favourite is a very interesting run of Gold Triple. I thought it was excellent first up and a horse to follow moving forward. Uh, is that who you're with here or you like someone else? Yeah, I'm going to back two. I'm I'm going to save on Gold Trip. This might as well be called the 2040 <laughs> uh, Mayor Used to Stayers race. Um, but look, I'm going to go against uh, the stable. I'm backing Gold Trip, but pricks to turn. I was disappointed I missed it when it went out at huge odds, but it, it, it's six length off Hitotsu. And second up last prep, it put them away by three lengths. I know it was only a maiden race, but I just think this is the forgotten horse, mate. Four lengths behind Jimmy the Bear, and Jimmy came out and won again. So I think that's the form of trust. One out of one over the trip, one out of one on the track. Again, a horse that handles the valley is one I want to be on. And Willow's riding like a madman right now. So at the $12 mark, I think that's been forgotten a little bit. Um, I think that Jimmy the Bear formed super at second up to this track and trip. I think it sits really nicely here, just the sticky draw. And um, I, just, I think Gold Trip's the clear best runner of the Mare Use Stable. And there's Man Kane in at $5. So if you do back Man Kane, you have to be aboard Durston at 23s. So it's a good race, mate. But I'm with Gold Trip. And um, I think Pricks to Turn is excellent each way value. Yeah, I think I'm really keen to follow Gold Trip. Um, you know, probably maybe third and fourth up more so than this race here. I think that, you know, he's going up a stacking weighted to 62 kilos, gets to a track that he hasn't raced on before, which is a really tight turn of Mooney Valley, which will, I don't know if it'll sort of bring him undone or anything like that, but, um, and he's also 1500 out of 2040. I know he's a, he's a proper staying type and he's got a lot of ability and he's probably, he's going to win a big race this preparation. I can feel it. I'm just not sure it's this race. And I think that that gives a little bit of value to a lot of other runners. But in saying that, I went through the field and I couldn't find a runner to beat him. So I'm either going to stay out or have a little double on the two top weights, Gold Trip and Man Kayan. And, you know, the good thing for Aussie Bloodstock connections and horses of that stable is that, or fans of that stable, is that they're going to have one runner on the pace and one runner probably back in the field. And Man Kayan will be hard to beat at Mooney Valley, I'm sure of it. And um, I think that I'd rather back Man Kayan, uh, especially at this stage of the preparation, than Gold Trip. So... That was the way I looked at that race, mate. But um, it's a pretty tough meeting there at Mooney Valley and hopefully we can find a few winners. Absolutely, yeah, I agree with that. So now we head to the uh, the Sunshine State, they call it, mate. Your your hometown, uh, Doombin, which is currently rated as soft five and I'm, I'm unsure of the weather uh, predictions for up there. But um, you'll be able to fill us in and also give us your winner for race two, which is 1,350 metre tab venue mode, benchmark 72. Yeah, it should be fine, mate. The weather looks good coming up. It's supposed to be 27 tomorrow, so dry track expected. Uh, I just think Hang 5 smokes the pipe here and it'll run over the top of them. 
first up, the market said it needed the run. It's just a little bit sort of hitting the line, but now Benny Thompson sticks out to the 13.50, a fair bit of speed on. I can see it just coming to last and, and whipping around them with ease. I'm actually going to save on the outsider, mate, um, because I know the Holbert stable have a big opinion of Sir Leonardis, and it's been quite good in both its runs. Um, but I don't mind the form that it's got. So I'm really weary about that. And it's SPs both times has been $2.10 and $2.50. So they've smacked it in. Um, and I, I reckon at nine fifty that can get the each way. So I'll be back in hang five for the win. Sir Leonardis could certainly win this at $26. Well, I like it, mate. I'm uh, interested to hear your thoughts about race five, um, a runner that we're, we're not sure if she's going to go to uh, Queensland or stay in Sydney, but Darlena Bell for mine. I think um, 1,200 metres, barrier two, and the price with the race, obviously she needs a stack of tempo in it. I think she's going to get that here, and um, I'm pretty keen on Darlena Bell's chances at a $3 price, and I was interested to hear your thoughts. Yeah, so am I, and I say it every week. The New South Wales form is the form I want to be with. James Orman aboard's the jockey I want to be with if I'm in Queensland. Barrier 2, it'd be a matter of him finding the split at the right time, and I think it's race over. Yeah, I just, I just when I first thought, saw the race, I just wanted to make sure there was enough tempo in there. I went through a couple of the runners, and I thought, geez, there's definitely going to be no shortage of tempo here, which is absolutely ideal for her, but... um. She is still nominated the race in Sydney and, and has Willie Pike aboard. So I'm, I'm sort of unsure what they're going to do there, but I'm, I'm keen on her chances if she goes to Queensland. Mm. Race six, uh, 1,600 metre, benchmark 80, BRC membership 2022-23. Um, you've got a winner for us. Yeah, I'm I'm going to back two in this as well. Stuck with you is massive odds because it just, it, back onto a dry track, it's two out of three over this trip. Three times it's one. It didn't go an inch its past two starts, but it's been on wet decks. So I think it's ready to do something. It might need another run, but just specking that at odds. But I'm with the New South Wales form and Allman again, mate. Silent agenda. And I know I tip this horse a fair bit, but it's finally back onto a good track. The last time Silent Agenda ran on a good track, it was second to Titanium Power, who ran, uh, I think it was second on the weekend from memory. So that form should absolutely obliterate these. I think the stable have said, rightio, we're sick of it being caught wide. I think it's been caught wide almost every run this prep. Uh, the barriers have been terrible. Um, sick of it being caught wide. Let's bring it back to a dry track, to Queensland, get a winnable race, get it back in the winner's stall. Uh, three runs ago, the BM88 was third behind Boldmack and Blesk. Uh, and the last time it ran at Doombin, mate, I can't remember the form it was around, but I think it was Open Company or something very, very strong. So this looks an easy kill for Stalin Agenda. Yeah, sorry, it was 0.3 off London Baker last time in, at Doombin. And that was when London Baker was absolutely airborne. So I think it's just going to win this, mate. $7, I'm really buttering up. I like it, mate. But one thing I don't like is you've now reminded me of Frumos, Titanium Power, and next you're going to mention Spacewalk. Mate, <laughs> last Saturday was not an enjoyable experience here with a couple of seconds, so I'd like to move on from that meeting, please. <laughs> um, I'm looking forward now, mate, to hearing who your best bet is for the uh, for the Saturday's racing. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to stick with the one I just touched on, mate. Race 6. Doombin, Silent Agenda. Um, I just think it's it's so well suited here on a dry track. Um, the last time it ran here, it just missed getting London Baker, who was an insane picket fence. 
I think it's the clear best horse in this race. And I know it doesn't have the best winning strike rate. Uh, it's six from 49 now, but gee, it places a lot. 51% of places, you're getting 250 to run a drum. So on a one by three silent agenda is uh, my best of the day. What about yours? Beautiful. Uh, it's not it's not a usual thing for me to have a best bet um, at Mooney Valley, but I'm pretty I'm really keen on Varvera in race one. I just think that the odds are right to have a crack, and I think that the way she finished off first up suggests she's in for a good preparation. I like that she's staying at the track. Uh, she seemed to finish off well there, and I think that Mooney Valley might be a little bit fairer this time around than it was the other day. So, yeah, I'm really keen on Varvera's chances, mate, and my value bet for the weekends in race three at Sydney in the midway, Bella Violet. I just think if we get the right breaks at the right time, second up of the mile is perfect for Bella Violet with Hugh Bowman aboard. And, uh, yeah, improving track should suit. And I love the way she finished off last start. So $12.360 for my value bet. Uh, what about yours? I'm going to go uh, one tomorrow, mate, actually, for my best value of the weekend. And it's Fiorente Lass, race six at Ballarat. $19 was when I threw it out. I'm not sure what it's into now. And look, it needs to lift. On form, it definitely needs to lift. But the last two times Fiorente last was in this grade at one, both of its starts, it carried 63 the last time at one in this grade with ease and had Fry aboard. Fry's aboard now, 62 kilograms. That's a massive price for a horse. It's off the boil a little bit, but they're throwing it down in grade now and it took out its last two attempts in it. So at the $19 mark, mate, I'll be having that 4 or $5. I reckon I'll really back that in. It looks pretty hard to be with even luck from the draw. Excellent. I'll have to have a little double on uh, Jared Fry's ride there tomorrow at Ballarat on the synthetic. Uh, I, do, I do enjoy those synthetic meetings sometimes. They're, they're interesting to watch. Uh, mate, you haven't got any other ones from around the grounds before we uh, close off and get excited for this group one weekend? No, that's, that's about everything, mate. I think we've touched on them all. and. Uh, yeah, best value would probably be uh, Scorch, Scorch Land, mate, in uh, race three, Randwick, if I had one on Saturday. Just that six-length gap to third last start, and it dropped something like eight kilograms. Maps well. I think it can only run well. And one other thing I want to touch on, mate, just keep an eye on the market with fun fact, because I know it's $51 now, but if we're getting another track bias, Gibbo, dry track, back to a BM78. The last time fun facts saw a BM78, was when uh, Huey Bowman rode through Moss Wells. So that was a long, long time ago. Um, but seriously, this horse has been in open company for a long time. If they start to spec fun facts, I'll be keen to get involved. I think it could just sneak that race, mate. It hasn't seen a BM78 in a long, long time. So $51, keep an eye on the market there. Yeah, that's a good point you make, mate. And obviously, it's become a big part of doing form these days, the old track bias and making sure you, you know what's going on because I think it's... Oh, I don't want to say too much about it, but I think it's been something that we really had to, to watch lately in Sydney. And um, the other thing we should mention is the new, I think it's the new weather and wind tracker or something on the ATC website. Um, I haven't even had a look at it and I haven't seen it yet, but I will be looking at that on Saturday and I've heard it's good news. So we'll be able to have a look at how strong the winds are, what way they're going and and then find out where our, where our winners are going to come from. So looking forward to that on Saturday, mate. And thanks again for joining me. Hopefully plenty of winners for followers and we'll be in touch on Saturday, I'm sure. Thanks for having me, mate. Good luck to all the punters out there. Let's hope it's plenty of winners. <laughs>